It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. Laura, this is an exciting day because last week um, in our series called Making History, we got to interview all of your uh, elementary school friends. That was crazy doing a uh, podcast with five people on a Zoom screen, five women, no less. Absolutely. Uh, and five women who have known each other, or four of us who have known each other for such a long time since elementary school. I think that's pretty amazing. And my favorite part of this month, in addition to hanging with my friends, really was our first podcast, Deb, where we talked, went to the Word of God and we talked about the concept of Zikaron. And if you remember, if you you guys were with us and listened to this one, Zikaron is this concept of looking forward and remembering. Like there's no word for history in the Word of God. And yet we would look at it as a history book. Yet God has so much more for us in there. So even thinking about making history, this has just been an exciting month as we have really been diving deep into relationships and friendships and how we create history together. And so today I get to bring a special guest. This I want to Yay. introduce our listeners to Mary Beth Rimmer. Uh, Mary Beth, I want to welcome you to Beyond the Building. I know that you've been a Beyond friend for a long time. Um, for Laura and I, we all went to college together. Um, and you and I have just stayed close over the years. But let me just introduce you a little bit. And then um, we'll hear a little bit more about our relationship over the years. Mary Beth, you live uh, down in Delaware, downstate, we're upstate, you live downstate, yeah, and you are a licensed professional counselor of mental health, um, and you serve your clients there in Delaware. You are married to the very handsome Chris, mm -hmm. and you have two adult kids, Lydia and Noah, that I have had the honor of being able to watch um, really grow their whole lives, and so we are beyond thankful that you're here with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I have thoroughly enjoyed listening to this podcast since its inception, and I've really enjoyed um, the journey. And so I feel very privileged to be here with you today. Oh. Well, we are excited you are here, Mary Beth. And I know Deb just mentioned that you're a professional mental health counselor. Mm -hmm. And uh, can you share uh, just at a high level, what are the specialties in your counseling? You know, kids, marriage, grief, uh, what do you deal with? Okay. Um, I work with teens and adults and I treat a variety of issues, but I would say my specialty is working with clients who have walked through um, trauma. I'm trained in EMDR, which is a treatment modality used in working with um, clients with post-traumatic stress um, disorder and complex PTSD as well. Mm. Now, what a little bit of tidbit of Mary Beth and I, we both love coffee and I go to bed early. Laura and I, you and I are both early to bed. People. Yes. Yes. But, but it's been funny over the years, over our 30 some year friendship, Mary Beth, you are one of the people that I have stayed up long past my bedtime <laughs> because I think there's such a kindred spirit on the things that we love to discuss. Um, at that point, I am drinking decaf. I think you were still drinking the leaded one, but <laughs> but I I can stay up way past my bedtime talking to you because I think we have such similar passion, you know, for ministry, especially in the area of counseling, especially with women, 
you know, has been a, a sweet spot for us. And we have never um, really lived for a long time in the same place. And so when we would get together, Laura, you can just picture this, Mary Beth and I would get on a couch and the time would just fly. Yes. You know, as you're sharing, you're picking up um, stories of your uh, of ministry, of family, and we have a long history together. I would say it really got solidified in our 20s. Um, we were in college maybe for one semester before I took off, you know, going on clinicals. But in our 20s, we lived in the same place. And you and I spent a lot of couch time praying and walking through some things. We've had some significant um, ups and downs personally, personally, as well as in our families over the years. And even though we have lived so far apart, um, our friendship, Mary Beth, has stayed strong. Like when people ask, who are some of your closest friends? Closest is not a distance thing. Closest for you and I has been uh, the deep bond. And so I would love to throw this question out to you. Why do you think our relationship has remained so strong for 30 years in spite of the great distance? Mm. Yeah, um, it, your friendship has been one of the greatest blessings in my life, and um, you know, like you said, we we connected in our in our early twenties. I was a newly engaged um, girl. We met, I think, in InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, and then you had gone on to do your clinicals for um, physical therapy. Um, so, so what began as like a discipleship relationship transformed into a very deep kindred connection. Um, I think that was built on our shared love for Christ and his word. Um, and both of us were very intentional in maintaining our relationship. I think we were both very committed and in, in, intentional in making sure that we had touch points mm -hmm. because, our, because our lives were not we were living parallel lives in different states. Um, we were very intentional in coming together and connecting. And I also think that we, the intentionality of, of connection, and I believe we also created an emotionally safe place mm -hmm. for each of us to feel um, able to be transparent and vulnerable with, you know, with the different various challenges and painful circumstances that we both walk through. You know, I think a key thing, like you're saying this vulnerability, but we, we build a foundation. I think whatever you build your friendships on, mm -hmm. it comes back to the important foundation pieces and transparency was that safe place was one. I could be real with you and real was often not pretty, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you were okay with that, but you love the word mm -hmm. and you love to pray. And that was a big, thing for you and I, Laura, I know you and I have the same thing too, but I love looking at Mary Beth's face on even the zoom and thinking <laughs> of those 30 years with this deep, deep friend right in front of me. Well, you know, I just want to jump up and down when I hear you guys talk about this, because man, when you have a, a relationship that is based on the word of God and you have really dug into God's word and then applied it to your life together and you've prayed together, it really is like you just said, Deb, laying like solid, unmoving supports, like mm -hmm. a, a foundation, like you just said, under the friendship. And we all know that stressors hit all friendships and want to pull them apart. But when you have that word of God uh, as as that support under your friendship, you're going to stand. 
So Debbie and I have definitely benefited from keeping um, our, our focus on Christ in our relationship. And we've been in different locations in different seasons, but we've cried together that we've shared joys together and we've always pointed each other back to Christ. And I've, I've so valued that and needed that, you know, so many points in my life, uh, you know, you tend to remember the lows more than the highs sometime, unfortunately, but I, you know, no matter how far apart or even how long of a time um, that I'd spoken to Debbie, when things went south in my life, I, I was, I need to call Debbie because I knew that I would receive um, loving truth. And um, that is, that is rare sometimes. Yeah. In I, friendships. I think when you have that safe friendship, knowing that you're in for the long haul and knowing there's going to be some ugly times, um, you have at least, you may not want to make that phone call, but you know that you can safely do that. You know, you and I have loved our relationship with Christ and, and worked hard to continue to prioritize him first. That what we find is that even if we're getting together, it's not like we get together and grab our coffee mug and say, all right, let's just talk about spiritual things, you know, for the next couple hours. We talk about all kinds of topics, but when Jesus is your number one, he gets woven in so naturally mm -hmm. to your conversations because when you're celebrating, you're thanking God for that. When you're crying out because it's tough, you're you're running to Jesus. And he keeps bringing back, I'm your foundation, right? And that, so you and I have got, run the gamut of topics and life experiences, but we keep running back to him very naturally because for each of us, he is a top priority. But I think of you, you know, we're in the same state. It's two hours, but we leave very busy lives, separate lives. It would be very easy, Mary Beth, for you and I to grow apart with that distance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yet I, I just think it's that intentionality that we are very um, committed to making sure that we, we touch, we have touch points with each other mm -hmm. along the way. And, you know, whether sometimes it's, you know, long phone calls, sometimes it's, you know, a trip up North or down South um, to see each other. And sometimes we've been on FaceTime just to see each other's face and connect. Mm -hmm. And so I think that intentionality and that connection through all of the seasons keeps our hearts connected to each other, even if our lives aren't physically we're not walking physically side by side that we are spiritually and emotionally. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts, uh, Mary Beth, because I love the fact that you guys are lifelong friends and I feel the same uh, with Deb, but I do think that uh, lifelong friendships that last, you know, through how many years, what'd you guys say? 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. That's not the norm. That's very rare. And I think so many times I'm thinking about myself at high school graduation and then college graduation, like, oh, we're going to be connected forever. Right. <laughs> and then we all know all like a majority of our relationships, they don't last. And we try and the bumps in life happen. I'm listening to you guys talking about you live separate lives. And, and I know that's a, a challenge for a friendship. So I'd love to hear your thought about relationships that don't last, you know, and, and why, and, and what can people do to kind of strengthen their relationships when they're having that going on? Yeah, that's a very, very good point. I do, you know, there are, I do think sometimes there are relationships that are for a season, 
Mm-hmm. You know, but I do believe that um, oftentimes women can find themselves in a pattern of broken relationships mm. and friendships. And um, when there's a pattern, often there's a root. And what I have seen um, professionally and even personally in different people's lives that I've walked with, that oftentimes there um, can be a pattern of brokenness in relationships that they're currently experiencing that can be tied to childhood beliefs that they've, you know, distorted beliefs that they've internalized about themselves and about others. And if they've never really taken time to look inside and become, you know, self-aware, looking inside, um, of course, with a trusted either a mental health clinician who is a Christian or a, a solid trusted friend, um, oftentimes they can just continue to live out of that and find themselves in a, in a pattern of broken friendships and confusion as to why it's happening. And so mm-hmm. I would encourage anybody that's listening that if that's your story, um, that you know, I have a lot of compassion for women who find themselves in that situation um, that you know I would just encourage them to lean into someone um, trustworthy to help them um, look inside and see if there's something that they believe that isn't based on truth that's unconscious and is driving some of their present challenges. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this, Mary Beth, because you're talking about women who are frustrated, like they're repeating a pattern and they don't know why. Why do I keep losing friends, right? What, what is it about me that's wrong? And it's probably not wrong, it's unhealthy, right? It's an unhealthy piece. And so mm-hmm. let me ask you this question, because this is something I see a enough right in women they are looking so desperately for a friend that will never go away mm-hmm. because they've experienced maybe um abandonment by a friend or rejection by somebody in the past or they're they grew up in a house where mom kind of had trouble making friends and so you're you're reaping generational issues i feel like sometimes women and men can be unrealistic Mm-hmm. in their friendships right and so i don't want to lose you so i'm going to s- cling to you and smother you because i am afraid of losing you and it's driven by maybe some deeper issues what what might be some deeper issues that would lead to a person clinging so tightly to a relationship that it becomes smothering what would be some of those roots behind that well i would i would say that oftentimes that people, women are looking for other people to be their everything, Mm. to be there. um, Like you said, like that, that person that will always be there and ultimately put pressure on people to be their savior. Mm -hmm. And when you are expecting another person to be your savior, which is to meet all of your needs, you're going to be disappointed. You know, and in Jeremiah two, you know, the Lord, you know, says to the, to his people, you know, that he rebukes them for looking to broken cisterns to meet their needs and not looking to the source of living water. And so I think that that is a root that oftentimes there's a deeper spiritual need and a lack of security in Christ. And it Mm -hmm. plays out in relationships because you're going to 
broken people to have your needs met in a way that only Jesus can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is, that is a very, very powerful thought there. And um, I love that concept of broken cisterns. I think another thing that goes on with women is uh, like Deb, you and I, I live in Tennessee now you're in Delaware and we have this really close relationship, but I'm in a new place. I'm going to make new friends, right? And you're there and I'm not anymore. You're going to grow new relationships. And I think there's this tendency for women to be jealous of, of each other. And I think we all think that because that's just something we've all struggled with at one point or another. And I think that when we give each other room to spread our wings and develop other friendships and walk away from, this is why, you know, the Lord says, don't envy. It just destroys things. It destroys friendships. So when Debbie tells me that she's having lunch with a new person, I celebrate that. Right. You know, when, when I tell her that I have a, a new friend that I can confide in here in Tennessee, she celebrates that. So I think that those are some um, really uh, things that have safeguarded our relationship is that we, mm-hmm. we avoid jealousy and we celebrate the other person. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to hear too, like, uh, Mary Beth, what are some other things that uh, people need to do in order to create maybe some unhealthy uh, boundaries for unhealthy relationships? Or what are some symptoms that you see? Um, I, well, I, symptoms of unhealthy boundaries are a lack of respect for other people's boundaries, you know, <laughs> mm, mm. not honoring other people. And that's something like Deb with, I, with you and I, I feel like we've always like respected each other's boundaries. Like we felt secure in each other's hearts and have respected the boundaries that we need to set and take care of ourselves while we're taking care of other people mm-hmm. and, or the need to take care of other people and having that mutual respect, because I do think that I, I call them like boundary busters, you know, people that just don't see boundaries and even see boundaries as a, a form of rejection rather than actually a biblical principle that enables um, human beings to be who God created them to be. Mm-hmm. So I think that that not honoring other people's boundaries, um, the jealousy, I think that social media really has played a big part mm-hmm. in of women. Um, you know, I worked, you know, in a high school for many, many years, Christian high school in this area. And I've seen it in so many teenagers, but I have seen it in grown women as well. Um, is because that insecurity will, if it's not, if those issues aren't dealt with, you carry them into your adult life mm-hmm. and social media. I think that there, it, it magnifies insecurities as you see friends with other friends and, mm-hmm. and the enemy is, is right there ready to come to um, confirm those distorted beliefs that, that you've held and create a, um, create a deeper, um, sense of frustration and anger and those emotions, if they're not handled properly will impact relationships. I think the enemy makes sure that we see pictures of friend groups that we're not in. I think he just makes sure they come up on our page and that thought that hits you. Yeah. Do you see how that you aren't even invited? You aren't even included. And he just rubs your face in it. And then what happens is you, I mean, even if you love that friend, like you said, it's a broken sister and you're putting all your cookies in that one relationship and they forgot you or they chose not to include you. And you can start to be bitter 
towards that person and any of that bitterness puts a root down, it's going to destroy the relationship anyway. Because there's unforgiveness, there's resentment that built mm. up. And it's not just against you, but now it's against the three other ladies that were in the picture mm -hmm. with you because you they stole you. That's right. From them. That's it, right. It, it's a no win. It's just a no win. Yeah. And I, I, I'm smiling because all the three of us, right? We, like Laura, Laura knows you from over the years, but I'm looking at Laura and I'm thinking, man, we have had to walk this and not be jealous of the new people that have stepped in. Mary Beth, you and I, same thing. You've had very close friends, right? Mm -hmm. That are not in my circle and, and just needing to be okay with that. It's a common theme. We, we need to accept that our friendships are going to have separate components like circles that, that overlap only in a little bit, right? Versus completely smothering each other. Mm. I love that. And you know, as you're, as you're talking, Debbie, I'm thinking like any friend of Debbie's is a friend of mine. And so because, right, even thinking about if the foundation of the friendship is the Lord, like Mary Beth, we do know each other, but I bet that you and I could sit down and have a really deep, amazing conversation, right? Because I know how Debbie's close relationships are. And so I know how she and I communicate. And so I think that when our foundation of our friendships would go back to this at the beginning, right, is the Lord. And he's so central in our conversations um, that our relationships, Deb, this is why our relationship has endured uh, the storms that life has brought us because mm -hmm. we have a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think that it, you know, it's, it's important for women to celebrate each other. And like you said, like um, you celebrate the new friendships, you know, that you celebrate um, the expansion of, of each other's lives mm -hmm. and that, you know, our hearts, you know, people don't replace other people. Our hearts just expand. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Because, you know, I, you know, you think about that, you know, when I had my first child and I think there's no way that there's, you know, I was nervous to have the second child. It's like, there might not be enough in there. Mm. You know? <laughs> like, your heart expands. And I, mm. I feel that it's the same way in any relationship, mm -hmm. you know, that the Lord brings into your life that no one is replaced. Your heart just expands. And the key comes that because your, your basic needs, right? Your identity, your value, your purpose, your worth, your security is not coming from a person. It's coming from Christ. It gives you the freedom to be able to expand to grow, to let go. Like you said, some relationships are for a season, some are for the long haul, but none of those relationships have become your everything. You know, Laura, look at you. You and I sat at a table together on staff together. I mean, that's after rooming together, right? Yeah, right. Being friends for a long time to very separate ministry lives that God is continuing to expand, opening up new doors that I'm not involved in some of your new doors. Well, most of them, and you're not involved in my new doors. Mary Beth, you just, um, you don't say retired because that's the wrong word. What was the trans, yep. you transitioned, transitioned into transitioned full-time yeah. full counseling, right? And, mm -hmm. and that opens up an entire new mm -hmm. group of friendships and endeavors for you. And I'm not in any of them mm -hmm. and that's healthy. That's okay. So enduring, relationships. Mary Beth, I'd love to hear any other thoughts on this 
enduring relationships, needing healthy boundaries. Um, any other thoughts you have on that one before we kind of wrap up with some, some other thoughts? Uh, well, I, I, I'd like to share a kind of an analogy, a concept that I, I use a lot with, you know, professionally and um, with personally um, with others is this concept of um, a six inch friend. And I kind of use it and it emerged from my time with teenagers, you know, because it, they're either, they're either my enemy or they're my best friend, you know, <laughs> and teaching them that you can have different levels of friendship or different, different types of friendships. And that some friends are like what you're like six inch friends, you know? So Debbie, you're my six inch friend, you know? Mm. And so you're, you're, you're close. You've, you've proven trustworthy. Um, but when a friend is maybe you've brought them into six inches and then they keep biting you ah. and you don't, you don't, when you say, please, that hurts. And that person doesn't respect that boundary, then you kind of have to move them out mm-hmm. maybe three feet with a little bit of distance. And then, you know, that person can through, you know, repeated, believable, trustworthy behavior can work their way back into that close relationship. Or maybe it's that they're, they're just not a healthy relationship for you. And it's not that they're not your friend, but there's just a little bit more distance. And so I think that building healthy relationships is, is honoring your own experience in the friendship and, being um, proactive in communicating with other friends if they bit you, even if they didn't intend to and not holding those things in, but in love, letting others know if they have, you know, done something that hurts you and allow that friendship to be a healthy one. That's an interesting concept. So you're saying if somebody repeatedly bites you, even after you've expressed your heart, that it is okay to step back even further. I, th- I think it is. Yes, absolutely. I think it's healthy. I think one, it's honoring, um, it's honoring your personhood. You know, Jesus tells us to love others as we love ourselves. And so we are loving others, but we also are maintaining healthy boundaries for our for our own person. Um, and I also think it's healthy for the person that bites mm-hmm. because that feedback gives is if it's done in love, gives them an opportunity to grow mm-hmm. in, in their ability to maintain friendships. Mm. It's the key is keeping your heart free of bitterness and unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. But I love what you're sharing. Just that long-term relationships, you need some discernment on some of them are not meant for long term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not meant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You need to know when you need to. What's the old Kenny Rogers song? You know, need to know when to fold it. Yeah, when to fold it. And when to <laughs> fold it. Right. It's like you need to know when to walk away. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's totally. Uh, that's okay. It's okay to do that. Mm. Yeah. Boy, we have a good long history, the three of us, um, mm-hmm. in our our relationships, and I just want to say, Mary Beth, I, I treasure your friendship all these years. Uh, thank you for being a six inch friend and uh, for being a straight shooter with me when I needed somebody six inches away to say, Hey, this isn't cool, you know, like, and vice versa. Yeah, I really <laughs> well, appreciate that for me. <laughs> and I, and I, you know, I've, um, I have never 
been led astray. You know, um, even my friends are like, what's Debbie say, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because That's great. When you lean in and that, that counsel is trustworthy that even if you're not going, you know, I'm probably not going to like it, but I know Debbie has my best interest yep. and I can trust that. And, um, that's, that's worth more than gold. Yes, it that's is. right. That's yes, right. Well, this has really been uh, wonderful having you with us, Mary Beth. Um, thank you so much for coming to share about an important, that's really share about a topic that's really important to all women, right? We want to have friends and we want to be healthy in those relationships. So as we continue uh, in this month of September, we have one more episode uh, under the topic of making history. And we can't wait to share that with you next week. So please join us uh, next week as we continue talking about friendship, talking about um, how we can guard our friendships and really seeing what God has to say as we come together again. So thanks for joining us on behalf of Deb, myself and Mary Beth. Uh, we are so glad that you're here. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you at beyondwomensconference at gmail.com. Take care guys and God bless you. Thanks everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.